welcome to Just an Average NFL Podcast with your hosts, Daniel Hayes, Matt Baker, and Terrell Stein. Well, well, welcome in to Just an Average NFL Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Hayes, with Matt Baker. That's me. And uh, we're going to hold it down. Um... You can find us at anchor.fm backslash AVG NFL pod. You can find us by searching on Facebook for just an average NFL podcast. You can find us on Twitter at AVG NFL pod. We're on TikTok at AVG NFL pod. We will be doing some lives, um, but uh, we're still trying to get into this, this, the mode of this season and uh, get our, get our uh, groove going. So, um, (laughs) Get our sexy back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can find us just about anywhere you can get podcasts. So uh, go give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever needs to happen. Help us get this thing going. We grew by 30% last year, I think that's what the thing said. So Let's do it again. Yeah, we're looking to grow. We need to get to an average number. So As, as average as we <laughs> can be, yes, correct. Uh, give a little peek behind the curtain. So there are three hosts. We are bringing in another host, but um, for – the time being and most of the season, it's going to be me and Matt. And then if somebody else is here, then they're going to join us. But um, so this podcast takes place in Matt's basement. The basement. At his house. Yeah, the, the sex dungeon, as we like to call it. Yes. Um, and so it's easy for him to be here, even though he is a family man who works currently two jobs. Um, he doesn't have to go far to get here. So It's a short, um, it's a short travel. Yeah. yeah I am uh, I am single. With no children, all I have is a dog to answer to, so it is uh, easy for me to come here even though I live approximately 20 minutes away. Terrell, on the other hand, is uh, married with a toddler and uh, lives the farthest away, Yeah, and, and uh, he also has a, a lot of irons in the fire right now, so think life's, life's a, a little busy for him. And then um, Andrew, who we're going to be bringing in and, and uh, letting him get involved, hopefully with some DFS and filling in for Terrell. He's uh he's still getting into the mode so um you know w- w- when he gets here but for 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 our, however long it's going to be it's going to be me and Matt and uh, and then if somebody else shows up then we'll get him on a mic. Yep, y'all are stuck with us. <laughs> but other than that, it's just us. We're going to we're going to do it. This is our 3rd year of doing this podcast. This would be our 4th year of me and Matt doing the podcast. Ooh, we three started years. Yeah. Man. 4 years ago we started this um Doing this podcast with uh, for our home league, a couple of our home leagues actually. We tried yeah. to combine it, um, and then uh, we decided to, to put it out there and see what's, what we can do. Um, and so uh, that's where we're at. And um, so I don't want to have to every week be like, oh, well, I guess uh, Terrell's not going to be here, blah blah blah. So just from this point forward, if you if if somebody's here, they'll, I'll introduce them, and if not, it'll just be us. And you'll, you'll recognize the voices. Eventually, it'll be like, okay, that's who's there. Yeah. I know. I got you. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to my uh, friend, uh, uh, Bent Royce. He, uh, Benton uh, uh, Pittman, uh, not Benton. All right. Reset. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my friend, Benton Pittman, is a uh, musician. He goes by Bent Royce. Um, and uh, he does our music, does the uh, the intro for us, the the song. So, 
Oh, I just didn't. just in case. I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> Moving the mic. Um, Moving the mouse. Yeah, I didn't want to accidentally hit something intentionally. But yes, he does our intro. He does our intro. intro yeah, um, and our outro. Yes. Uh, actually, he didn't do those for us. I took those off of his uh, uh, CD. We legally stole legally them. with his permission. Fully uh, permitted. <laughs> Uh, but y'all can go check him out. He has some new releases that came out that are pretty banging on uh, Apple. Like I said, he go he 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 performs under the name Bent Royce, and uh, he uh, you know he's uh, he's fighting the system. So yeah. you can go out there and help him fight the system and uh, and uh, help support his um, his talent and uh, what he wants to do with his life. And then our friend Jack does the voice uh, when we we come in. Um, to it he has he has one of those voices of uh that he if he wanted to he could probably do commercials and whatnot so or he does a 900 number yeah um, that's not a that's just when you call him oh <laughs> well, the, he charges me either way so yeah. i mean well as he should <laughs> i mean if you but yes uh, sultry <laughs> barely begins to describe Jack's uh, speaking voice, of voices so. uh, I, if i sound a little stopped up i've been dealing with a little cold um it's uh i'm also a little spacey so, uh, more so Just than normal. Don't be Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh so. God, no. Uh, so we're gonna hit some news real quick. Uh, so rolling into the news, uh, Jalen Hurts got paid. Yes. Um, he paid. is he is currently the highest paid uh, player NFL player ever. But you know, as quarterbacks get deals in the future everyone's going to be the it's next gonna highest gradually paid. grow up yeah, and yeah. pretty soon it's just going to be a quarterback of two linemen yeah because they're not gonna be able to afford to pay anybody else to be out there yeah uh, i mean yeah it's it's definitely i, I want to say it's something like he's making 52 or 54 million a year is what it looks like and, if you yeah. broke it down per year and it's, it's 179 million guaranteed so i mean it's that's right. a big that's a big chunk now so. there's reports uh you know that lamar was offered a contract that had over 200 million guaranteed so um, I don't know, you know. There's so so much you, that's coming out of Baltimore. You don't know what's to believe or not. But I do think that this was a smart move by the agent for Jalen Hurts and for Jalen Hurts. You know, he's he was a second round pick, so he only has a four year contract. Mm-hmm. So his contract would have been up next year. Then they would have had to franchise him. If if Jalen would have decided to go the same route as what reportedly Lamar's doing, that he wants everything guaranteed, and now you got two uh, top end quarterbacks out here wanting fully guaranteed contracts, like what went wrong with Deshaun Watson, then I think you're you're you know the NFL owners are going to start shaking a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so I think I don't know. This is just a guess. I would just I you know I believe or I guess that the the agent for Jalen leveraged that and said hey let's get this deal done pay my guy like you know the highest paid dude he just took you to a Super Bowl and uh that way he doesn't get out here and start making a stink like Lamar and and uh and start causing a making a movement or whatever and so uh either way however it went down it was a good move and uh Jalen has got paid I'm 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 not a big Eagle fan but I do like Jalen Hurts you know I just if you really want to um, feel good, go read his story about how – I mean, obviously, it's just about being a starter, then being benched, then having to come into play, then having to transfer. But the thing is, is the way that he went about it, the way he carried himself, the way that he was always a good teammate. And uh, the dude's a hard worker, and he's you know he's just a real soft-spoken, you know, but carry a big, big stick type dude when he gets on the field. And you a know. playmaker. I yeah. mean, he's, he's a good football player. I mean, that's – He's being paid for what he does best right. out there. I mean, we yeah, saw he's, last year. He's 
I mean, definitely talented. If they just did that tush push play every single play, that there nobody could stop them. They yeah, were yes. just three plays in a first down, three plays in a first down. <laughs> um, so that they, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Eagles moving forward. Now that they've got to pay him, yeah, um, and what kind of talent they're able to get in because you know the AJ Browns and the Hassan Reddicks and. I mean, you know the these Devonta big Smiths too. I mean, yeah, these guys are all you know still on rookie contract, but that, that well, not AJ Brown, eventually. but yeah, you know, but Hassan yeah, Reddick came in on kind of a reduced deal to play, but it was a one year deal, so they're going to be able to resign him. Yeah, he's a top end pass rusher. You like you said, Devonta Smith on his rookie contract still, they're going to have to pay him at some point. AJ Brown, they did give him a contract when he came, but I, I can't remember the details. But I want to say it was like a three year deal. So, at, well, and at least they're they're kind of. Well, they're also kind of hurting themselves a little bit in the backfield. I mean, they've got 30 people, but they're not paying yeah. any big talent. You know what I mean? Like, right. they got Boston Scott still and Gainwell, which I think he's still in rookie deal right now, too. Yeah, Gainwell's still in a rookie deal. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft. Running backs don't generally get paid anyway, so that's oh, yeah, why yeah. they let Miles walk. Um, but, you know, it's going to be going moving forward, it's going to be at some point. Jalen's going to have to really earn that money. Yeah, I think he will be able to. I think he's talented enough. If you see what's going on with Mahomes, they gave him that contract, and now they don't have, you know, any receiver of note up there. Yeah. Um, but he was still able to make it work, obviously, and get a ring. Yeah. So you know, you just got to when you're getting those fat stacks, you got to be the guy that can say, okay, I, I, they're paying me this for a reason. I got to carry. It. I got to carry it all the way so, through. Yep. We'll see what's going to happen there. Um, no, speaking of Lamar, other than the reports of the $200 million guarantee contract that he has been offered, there's nothing substantial that's come out about that. Other than OBJ did get signed by the Ravens, and apparently yeah. that was somebody Lamar wanted. There was a, um, a post on Twitter of them FaceTiming each other, so... It's somewhat of a big, a big contract too. I mean, yeah, oh, definitely, it's like eighteen for some, million yeah. for one year or something, and like sixteen guaranteed or fifteen guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, for someone who I'm not going to say is wa- not washed up per se, but, but who hasn't been at the top of the game? I mean, he's almost he thirty years old and, and he's I, and, had a in- serious ACL injury, yeah. you know. And I mean, coming back off of it, hasn't really played much. It seemed like a lot of money yes. to me. For it definitely is. I mean, if we're talking OBJ five years ago, it wasn't enough money. But right. we're talking now. It's you know, like you said, he's he's older, and the injury, and it's not and, that good. You to know, come back there does from. come with a certain amount of baggage with him. Oh yeah, in yeah. the locker room, that's that, true too. You know, you 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 potentially may have to deal with. So it's going to be interesting how that plays out. But I think this was a move where it was a guy that Lamar wanted. This is the team trying to say, okay, listen. We can't give you all that money guaranteed. We will try to go out and get this receiver that you wanted. Here's yeah. a nice contract. And so I feel like They're working the signing yeah, in. is yeah. right around the corner. He's going to ink a deal. He's either going to ink the deal or, like I previously thought, he's just going to sign the franchise tag, roll like another year. What's the franchise year. right now? Yeah. Man, that's probably going to oh, be for like, a quarterback, it's like up there. 30 million it's, or 25 million. Yeah, it's like crazy. that. I mean, well, it's the average of the top five, five highest of right? the position, I believe. And I mean, I meant not Lamar, but um, Hertz just upset that that average. So, I mean, right. you know, you're looking at him making 55 a year and then... Yeah, I, now I don't know if that average counts to this year's franchise. I okay, think those okay. numbers... So I, it would have been from last year. You may be right. I don't know for sure. But either way... But even still, it's still yeah, a good chunk still, of change yeah, for a one-year one deal to... It's nothing to shake a stick at. One and done. And hopefully yeah. he can come in healthy and have a good year, especially with... You know, an eighteen million dollar OBJ out there, you yeah, know, helps the offense yeah. out. Yeah, so and it's supposedly since they have the new offensive coordinator, they want to go more pass heavy. So we'll see how yeah. that plays out. But um, 
I got another uh, deadhead. We got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers still don't know what the fuck's going on with that and the Jets. And I, dude, I the most hilarious thing that's going to happen is what if at, at the end the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers? They signed all these guys for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and just, they're still stuck with Zach Wilson. And he's like, you didn't pay OBJ, so I'm not coming. <laughs> or you know, they're still stuck with Zach Wilson. Or uh, well, no, they got rid of Mike White. Yeah, now, Mike White's so backing up to him now. So yeah. yeah. And so, I don't, I don't, they got very, very little opportunity of – as far yeah. as having a, a veteran, skilled position kind of quarterback. Yeah, you know, they I don't, don't have a – Zach Wilson's hot, molten garbage. Yeah. So, they don't have a quarterback currently. They're putting so all Flacco, their eggs in one basket. So I think Flacco's, Flacco's still gone. there. Is he gone too? I, I don't know for sure, but – I mean, it would I – mean, Either way, Flacco's hot, molten garbage too. Well, no, I so. know, but he's a little bit less molten garbage than Zach Wilson. I would rather have Flacco than Zach Wilson That's sure. That's Just the only – Flacco at least knows how to read a defense somewhat. Um, So, yeah, I don't know, you know, what's going to – I feel like it's still going to play out. Um, Knowing Aaron, he's going to do something the day of the draft just so he can get the attention. Yeah, so it all changes around. He's going to sign a a preliminary. As long as the Jets don't draft any skilled position – in the draft he will sign with the Jets <laughs> or something crazy off off scale like that but. yeah he's, um, he's I don't know um, you, you got the the allegations with Mixon he's being recharged yep. again and uh, and he played not, he played not, not guilty. guilty plus there's reports coming out that the Bengals basically are going to tell him or have told him that he takes a pay cut or they're going to cut him yeah. um, it's kind of a similar sort of situation going on in Minnesota, minus the allegations. Just yeah. with the, with an older running back who's who's a big cap hit. There, uh, there's reports they may cut Dalvin Cook, or they may try to restructure Dalvin. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Alexander Madison's now, you know, yeah, because they saw, they inked him early. Yeah, you know, so it could be this come out, it could so. finally be Alexander Madison season. Yeah. Um, if they if they let Dalvin walk, and then it's gonna be interesting where Dalvin goes. You got Zeke still out there. Yeah, that's true. I you know, don't know where, I think where that I think a lot of these teams right now are waiting to see how the draft falls to them yeah. and who they get in the draft because there this is which we'll talk about next week when we break down rookie running backs. This is a fairly deep running back class coming yeah. out. So, you know. I, I, People I think I think know. a lot of movement's going to happen after the draft. Yeah. So we'll see how that pans out. The Falcons are reportedly trying to move up, maybe to get C.J. Stroud. There's uh, stuff that came out about that today. They want to, uh, uh, you know, before we we get into all like our, our breaking down these prospects, but you know, news wise, everyone's pretty much coming out saying the Panthers are taking Bryce Young. Yeah. So if that's the case at number one, the the Texans don't want – this is just reportedly – they don't want C.J. Stroud because C.J. Stroud has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Uh, um, and so, yeah. they're, so, and so they don't want him. Um, now, that would just be dumb because agents – To avoid their clients, talent for, for, yeah. an agent, for a representative. I mean, yeah. at least the first couple – deal. I mean, the first couple years of the rookie, it's kind of – not necessarily null and void. Well, yeah, there's a certain amount of money that's it's right. You know, there. Yeah, no you, matter what. Yeah, you can't. So, there's not really any negotiating until you get. Yeah, you, outside you, of the you can't contract. really negotiate a contract until they've been in the league for three years anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, so they're, they're they're saying they don't want Stroud. They don't want to draft Richardson or Levis at two. So they're trying to move out of two. Um, Arizona's not taking a quarterback at three. That means it falls to four with the Colts. So. If that's the case, and there's two teams above four trying to move out, then there's reports that the Falcons have 
brought Stroud in and they're, you know, um, interviewing him or whatever. So there's trying him out. Yeah. So th- there's, there's a thought, you know, murmurs that the Falcons may want to move up and try to get Stroud. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's going to be interesting what happens on draft day because if the Panthers stick to what everybody says and they take Bryce Young, then we'll see what happens. If the Panthers do something crazy and they don't take Bryce, if they take Stroud or even Richardson, then I suspect some teams are going to be scrambling hard. Yeah, trying to figure out what to do. Cause the Texans are probably going to – they'll snatch Young as soon as he falls. That's take, who they want. Yeah. That was reports why the Panthers may potentially trade out of one down to two because they were hoping – Texans also have number 12. So there was thought yeah. that maybe the Panthers could get 2, 12, and, and next year's and first. next year's first. To get them to move up for Bryce Young if they convinced them that they were going to take Bryce Young. Yeah. And so, I, you know, but now the Panthers came out and said, look, we're not moving, you know, the uh, Fitterer, the uh, GM for the Panthers, so we're not moving. We're not looking to move, but we'll take any phone calls. So if somebody gets crazy, if, if the Texans are like, fuck it, we really want Bryce, we'll, we'll sell our – soul to do it yeah then the panthers can say well you know what we got we're, we're happy with stroud we'll move down to two and take all your draft picks yeah exactly. and take stroud so we'll see you know but then like i said you got the falcons down there who are wanting a quarterback you got the raiders who are wanting a quarterback you got the colts who are wanting a quarterback you got reportedly seattle thinking about trying to get a quarterback you know they just gave a deal to um gino, gino. so you know they keep saying that if the Panthers take Bryce at one, then there may not be another quarterback taken in the top five. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't see that. I, I don't see it falling like that because I just think too many people are quarterback hungry. They need, they, yeah. yeah. Worst case, and Stroud scenario, is. Yeah. It may be Bryce Young, Stroud, and then you don't see another quarterback yeah. take until after five. And it's but Stroud too, right now like, is too hot unless the NFL people aren't thinking that he's what everyone else thinks. Yeah, you know, that's the only thing I can think of. So I don't know. I mean, speaking of quarterbacks that are in the news right now, too, um, what read yesterday or today, the 49ers are shopping Trey Lance. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, what I what we shopping, but. Well, I, I what I read potential. was teams are inquiring, not that they're shopping. Okay. Well, I Which, heard he's now, out there. Now, he's out there. Now, to be what's most likely about. happening, what's my, most likely happening, because the team doesn't ever want to go come out and say, yeah, we're shopping this we're guy. Get, yeah, we're, yeah. It's just like with the Patriots. The Patriots never said they were shopping Mac Brown or Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. Okay, so not Mac Brown. I no, Mac Brown's sure. the head coach of the I, UNC Tar Heels. Okay, I'm just football. making sure it's not the. <laughs> no, okay, I got you. No, he's not some 80 <laughs> year old guys. <laughs> but Mac Jones, they never came out and said that. There were reports that they were because the team's never going to come out and say, "Yeah, we've been shopping." Yeah, we've this been guy. trying to get. Yeah, oh yeah. So what's most I didn't mean likely like happened that, is yeah. the 49ers are just like whispering, like, Psst, hey, you guys, hey. anybody, anybody like Trey? Anybody like Trey? <laughs> and they're like, hey. ah, just kidding. Unless. No, we love him. Unless. We got. <laughs> yeah. And so there's teams that have been inquiring, uh, about, supposedly, about, about Trey Lance, Lance. Uh, which would, I would love because I have Purdy and Lance yeah. on a couple different dynasty squads. I tried to get Lance from you, but yeah. It, yeah. It, I, news I, started I, changing around. It did. And I, well, I as soon as I saw Purdy – so. Purdy yeah. may not start the season. I was like, yeah. shit. So I yanked News that. started coming around. I yanked him like, like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. But I, if I can get two starters out of this, or at least, uh, that'd you know. Be, it'd be nice. Yeah, but that's just me being selfish. But um, And I'm fine with that. I think so, one of those leagues, I already had seven starters or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. But, but that was yeah. a single quarterback league. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, but uh, – but yeah, that's the, the. I'm sure there's more news out there. Um, that's the big stuff. I mean, but that's, that's yeah, that's you the know, big stuff. stuff that really makes the difference on your teams and shit like yeah. that. So, 
So, um, uh, there was actually there was one of Allen Robinson was being looked at. That does he got traded? He, he can't. No, I think he's a free agent. No, he got traded. So, um, the Steelers are paying five million of his fifteen million owed. Okay. The Rams are eating ten million, and the they the Rams and Steelers swapped a seventh round pick. Okay. So the Steelers actually moved up. The Rams moved back in the seventh. It's a seventh round pick, but. Robinson will now be a Steeler as long as, as long so as he passes the physical. Today was physical, or today I think he was. Okay. He was I saw that physical, come across, but, but I was driving and I meant to read it and I, later, and I completely forgot. Yeah, I just I was joking about it earlier, telling Terrell I was like, well, maybe this is Allen Robinson's breakout year with the Steelers, and then I was like, well, he's uh, already had breakout years. No, I, this I know, is his like re-breakout his, year. His re-breakout <laughs> year. I was just saying, you know, like I, we we were all hoping it, you yeah. know, with the Rams and going up, he's going to, and it just and there's still it fizzled. And it's still, I'm there's the still, still there, so there's still rumors out there. About D-Hop being traded, so I don't think yeah. he's going to stay in Arizona. We'll see how that goes. Um, Arizona's another one that's like in shambles right now. Yeah, like, they're I don't know what's going Their ownership on. It's, is it's so absolute bad. hot molten garbage. Yeah, it's 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 tough to trust a lot that's going yeah. on there. They don't make good I mean, decisions, and and what's Kyler going to be when he comes back? That's I'm hoping he's good because yeah. I mean he he went out with a pretty serious injury too. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling that. We may be looking at a new quarterback for Arizona next <laughs> Arizona year. Arizona next year. I know it's, yeah. it's it's bad, but it's it's yeah, it doesn't yeah, look they're, good. So. They're 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 not a very good ownership yeah. group over there. It's uh there there was something like um oh god I I, I something about I, maybe it was the Dolphins. One of these that like charge their coaches for the coffee or some shit. I can't remember oh, what it was. That sounds like a dolphin move all the way. Yeah. Or Tampa Bay. I bet yeah. Tampa Bay does that shit. Uh, um, supposedly the the Footy McFootball Manders are getting sold, but then when that maybe they're not getting sold. Oh, I did see that. Yes, I did see uh, that. There was supposed to be a deal in place with a group that included Magic Johnson, and I think a guy who owns an like a owner of another basketball team or a hockey team or something. Team. Uh, and, but now team, yeah. another team or another ownership group came in that has um oh man um I can't remember who they were. I think they're former Duke basketball players. But okay. they formed a group to come in and they made a bigger offer. Mm. So it's like it's up to a 7 billion dollar offer. Yeah. I mean, so how many times like what's the record for most times a franchise swapped hands like cuz I mean the red, I mean, you know, no offense to anybody out there listening, we'll but just Redskins, call them the Manders. The yeah. Manders, I mean, the way everything's gone with them, I think they've swapped hands quite a few times as far as ownership's concerned. Uh, I th- Dan, Dan Snyder's had them for a long time. So he he, he bought them a while back. I, I want to say it was for like $800 million. Um, But I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that whoever owned them before Dan Snyder owned them for a very long like, time. It just, yeah. seems, it just seems like a lot of – I've heard – in my time of paying attention to well, well changing you know, the names isn't changing of ownership. No, no, yeah. I know that. I'm talking about like it wasn't. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago when they literally just got sold, which was Dan's, before they no, changed. Dan the Snyder's name. had them since God's. Um, I want to say he's had them since I was in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, he's it had seems them for like a it was just time. like a few years ago they they changed hands. But I, yeah, I mean, I could be I could be thinking of something else. No, but. I know that he's definitely had them since I since I was in my early twenties. Well, that was like yesterday, right? No, I, mean, I wish. No, it'd be over twenty years. He's had them. Um, yeah, he bought them in ninety nine. In ninety nine. Yeah, so. so he's had them for that would that would be at just as I got out of the Marines. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's a lot longer ago than I was thinking. So maybe I'm thinking of a different team or something like that. But, but yeah, no. The last team curious. that was sold, I think, it was the Panthers. 
Well, the Panthers aren't even that old. To no, begin but with, they've only right? had two owners. They, yeah, Jerry yeah, Richardson. Dared, yeah, and then they just and then Jerry Richardson got in all that trouble. He's he's actually passed R.I.P. But he had all that uh, stuff with you know, like um, creepy old guy, sexual um, harassment. I got you. Shit. I understand. Yeah, and so he he was essentially forced out. But I can tell you, Dan Snyder, <laughs> that dude is like a uh, he's like a movie villain of the type of shit that he's been involved with. <laughs> this guy is a bag of trash. Well, so to get him out would be a a, a blessing. Yeah, yeah, unless they bring in I don't know, you know, like Satan to be the team owner. Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> what if he buys oh, it off? Man, don't even... <laughs> yeah, Dan Snyder's basically the Ben Roethlisberger of owners. <laughs> All right, so oh, yeah. that's the news. Uh, so we'll move on. We're going to hit on some tight ends and quarterbacks today. Um, Baker's done most of the tight end research, so I'm going to lean heavily on him. I've watched very little film on any of the tight ends. Um, he spent the last few days breaking it down. So I watched a good bit of it, and I mean, this is all my judgment what I see. So I mean, right. some people might see and look, it's I just average and... analysis, guys. Exactly, it's, in the, it's it's right there in the title. So I'm, look, yeah. newsflash: neither one of us are NFL scouts. Neither one of us even played football, you know, well, and I mean, so I practiced with them. Yeah, I was a wrestler, but I yeah. practiced with the football team. We, you know, and so yeah. a lot of what we 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 look at and go through is just look. Our analysis is our analysis. Take it for what you want. Um, now this is going to be geared towards fantasy. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right, of mine is so all fantasy, you know so. we're not. This is everything we do here is about fantasy, and it's going to be geared towards dynasty. When you're talking rookies and in, in, in the draft and stuff coming up. It's going to be about dynasty because that's we're in dynasty season right now. Um, the rookies will come into play, but for for redraft, but that's once training camps and everything start because again, obviously redraft is about the now, yeah. the season now. So I want to know who's starting. Uh, you know, if I don't want to, I don't want a receiver who's the fourth on a depth chart. Who's who's super talented in redraft? Yeah, exactly. But in dynasty, that guy can I can sit him on my bench for a year or two and then watch him break That's out. What a taxi squad yeah. is for, man! You can stick yeah. him down and let him and let him blossom. I mean, so what, when when we're talking about these guys, we're looking at it from a dynasty point of view and for, and from well from a fantasy and dynasty point of view. So, and I also when I when I try to talk, I try to specify like it, we're just gonna have to see how the draft comes out because. Oh my God! Positions like in, with yeah, the tight end. A lot of this changes. Tight end makes I will a say. big difference. Well, tight end, first of all, is is maybe the hardest position in fantasy to break out early. Exactly. So when you're talking tight ends, you're already saying two year commitment most of the time. You look at what's going on with what's his lips in Atlanta. <laughs> Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Everybody was like, this guy is going to be the next greatest thing. His rookie season, and it just hasn't panned out. He's been in the league two years. Granted, he got hurt last year. But he has not hit what everyone thought he was going to be because tight end is the hardest. You have to learn how to be an O-lineman. Yep. You have to learn how to be a wide receiver. Yep. You have to know it all, and you have to know protections and, and blocking and, and routes. And on that, you have to have a team that actually like fits you into the scheme. Right. I mean, there's a lot of teams that yeah, a lot of teams don't, don't even use don't tight even ends focus for the passing. Well, you talk about Greg Olson. Gre- Greg Olson for the Panthers was a borderline, I think, Hall of Famer. But regardless – Statistically, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. He was drafted, I, I want to say, the sixth overall pick when he was drafted. By the Bears. By the right? Bears. Yep. He gets there, and my, um, Mike Martz, who ended up being the head coach of the uh, 
greatest show on turf Rams, mm-hmm. he was the offensive coordinator in Chicago, and he didn't use tight ends. Yeah. And so Greg Olson goes there, and he's relegated to blocking. Yep. And you you never, have this guy in college that was an amazing receiving tight end. So the Panthers ended up trading, I think, a second-round pick, ended up getting a first-round talent in Greg Olson, who turns out to be one of the greatest players in their history because they had a scheme that required a receiving – wanted to be a receiving tight end. Yeah. And so a lot of that has to go into play as well, where they go, the type of schemes they're in, and, and things of that nature. So anyway – when we talk about these tight ends again, we're talking about fantasy, and we're talking about long, you know what we 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 project for them down the road. So, give me who you watched all the film today, Baker. If I came to you right now and said you got to draft your tight end to be on your team out of this rookie class, and this is the guy you're going to ride with, Michael Mayer, and that's the I, consensus I, guy. I yeah. actually agree with what I, I mean because all around. Well, like, let me give the stats on him. Michael Mayer, out of Notre Dame, six foot four, two hundred forty nine pounds. He was essentially a four year starter. Um, he caught 180 passes for 2,099 yards and 18 touchdowns. The guy's nickname is Baby Gronk. You watch film on this guy and tell me what you saw. He's he's impossible. He's impossible to guard. I mean, and he's out there guarding the impossible. I was watching him take double coverage and just eat their lunch. I was yeah. watching him catch passes he shouldn't have logically caught. I mean, right. he's he's got amazing hands. He's fast on fast. He's a great route runner. And, I mean, I showed you a couple just quick, Little snippets of him shake that one guy. Yeah, I mean, just like he's he's an all around talent. Fantasy, regular football, however you want to look at it, this dude is is the money. I mean, he's and coming from I don't know like college competitiveness as far as like where yeah that's another thing I should have said at the top of the show it, it makes, me and you don't watch hardly yeah, any college football watch, until it comes draft time I, I watch I watch highlights but I don't just stick to highlights I try to go watch other games so I can see a little bit of the bad and the good I don't want to just go all highlights and be like oh well this dude's awesome because in reality everybody's got good days and bad days and I want to see his bad <laughs> to see if he corrected it and made it good right. you know you want to know that difference but this dude I watched I went back and watched games because I was like, "There's no way this guy's this good," but he really is. Like he's yeah. he is well, he's going to be a name. The couple clips that you showed me, or the the the, the video you showed me that had all the different clips, and, and, and look, when you go on YouTube and look these guys up, you're going to get their highlight reels. Oh yeah, yeah. But still, you, you can look at these highlight reels and you can say, "Holy shit!" That one catch he made where the guy was basically like in front of him, hugging I mean, the, him, hugging and he reaches exactly. one arm around the guy and catches it. And not only that, though, his blocking ability, this guy is an all-around talent, which means he's going to be on the field. Oh, yeah. You know, that's one thing with tight ends that you want. If you can find a tight end that's not going to be replaced, you know, the biggest problem I always had with Gasicki down in Miami, Gasicki is a probably upper echelon receiving tight end, but his blocking, I'm probably a better blocker at tight end than him. bottom, bottom. Yeah, he sucks. And so – uh, Jordan was it Jordan Smythe? Whatever Smythe's first Dylan name. Smythe, Dylan Smythe. Whatever his name is. Smythe. I think it was Dylan Smythe. It sounds but Smythe. Smythe would be on the field blocking, and then he's all of a sudden getting six catches a game. Because he, op- he opens up. Yeah, he because he's on block. the field. Yep. And so when you get a guy who can do all of it, like Kelsey, yep. um, like Mark Andrews, where you don't have to pull him off and bring in the top, the blocking guy, yep. then you can run these hurry-up offenses, you can run the plays that you want. It's it's a whole thing. He gets the block, gets right. out, gets open. Like he Kyle, gets Pitts, I, Kyle and, Pitts, yeah. I would not call him uh, his blocking. He's more of a wide receiver. Yeah. Now, yeah. he's uber-talented, mm. and he's going to be out there in a two tight end sets where essentially he's running as a wide receiver and they bring in a blocking tight end. 
But this dude's never going to have to come off the field. I love what I saw. I think he's uh, he's definitely the top tight end. On the, he is. On the board I, I, for me. I'm. You know me. I'm typically one that. Like I try to pick apart whoever they feel is the top guys, but I did I didn't see anything out there that I can really argue with this guy. He's he is money in the bank. All right, so if that's the guy that you would take, who's the guy that all the quote unquote experts are uh, touting that you didn't like? Um, probably Luke uh, Musgrave. Musgrave, six foot six, two hundred fifty two pounds, out of Oregon State. He caught 47 passes for 633 yards, two touchdowns. Now, this past season, he only played two games. He was hurt. He's injured. Yeah, he I was think injured. He's the one with the undisclosed injury that I couldn't As find. The, the well, they said on there it was a knee injury, so I don't. Okay, so it might have been. But um, I don't know if he's still dealing with that or, or what it is. But what is what is it that you saw from your perspective that you didn't like? I, to me, he seemed almost indecisive. Like I, I didn't think his feet, his footwork's not very good. He he's not when he does get open and he gets the ball, it's almost like he gets, for lack of a better term, happy feet. He doesn't know what to do when he gets the ball. Right. Like kind of chops you know, his steps. You get these you get these receivers or you know tight ends whichever that as soon as they get the ball they they lower their shoulders and they run through people. Right. This guy's like almost a board as he's being tackled and it just it looks uncomfortable to me. Now when he's out there blocking, it's yeah. not it's it's a whole completely different animal. But when once he gets open, he gets the ball. What he once he has the ball, I don't see him getting a lot downfield. Right. His yard is. I don't know what his actual stats were as far as like yards after catch and you know that kind of stuff. But I mean, I I personally, from what I saw, wouldn't think that it would be you know that high as far as what I saw. I mean, right. like I said, I didn't watch this guy all through college, so please don't beat me. Apart well, I think with the it, biggest but. thing for him was is that he he wowed everybody um, with his. Um, combine or yeah or documented I, it says in the article it says it was documented so i don't know if it was at the combine but he ran a four five one forty that's, that's great for a tight end. Yeah, yeah i mean that's fast yeah and then a, a 36 and a half inch vertical so um you know he he's just at that size at six six you know 250 pounds or so that that's that's crazy athleticism it, it's it's big but numbers if, but. yeah and so it's like a lot of times when, when nfl scouts are looking at guys you know, um, we'll talk about Anthony Richardson in a second. Maybe they weren't as productive in college, but they're like, this guy has all the tools. Yeah, they, if he can be coached, he'll be amazing. Could be, yeah, And I exactly. think Musgrave is that guy that they look at him and say, if he can put it all together, the zoo will be an unstoppable tight end. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with Mayer, he's coming out of college at, as almost a finished product. Yeah, he's already – he's yeah. like – he just seems like he knows he knows the film, he knows right. the book, he knows his routes. I mean, it, and I just felt – it wasn't as much – it wasn't as collective there with Musgrave as – Well, I want to talk about a guy ones. that I really liked. I loved him a couple of years ago. I, you know, we live down here in Georgia. Neither one of us are really Georgia fans, but my pretty much my whole family minus Terrell is Georgia fans. Everybody on my Facebook my, is a Georgia yeah, fan. Yeah, my so. brother-in-law is the biggest Georgia <laughs> fan you'll ever meet. And so I have – if I do watch college, a lot of times is I'm at somebody's house and Georgia's playing somebody. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I noticed a couple of years ago who, who they call Big O – Darnell Washington, out of Georgia, six foot seven, two hundred and sixty-five pounds, and I think that's, I think they underestimated that. <laughs> he only caught, he wasn't huge. I mean, as far as catching, he only caught forty-five passes for. Apparently, I don't like to write the full um, numbers down, but it was forty-five passes for so many yards and only three touchdowns. I literally wrote down forty-five seven, 
in three. <laughs> so it was 45 <laughs> catches on seven yards. Yeah, he caught seven for three touchdowns. <laughs> and three of those were touchdowns. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. So, so I must have been in the middle of running my It's probably ball. like 785. I would go yeah, with we'll that. We'll go with that. Uh, uh, but anyway, he's, pretty close. he's not somebody that you would look at, at coming out of college that you would project as a receiving tight end. Obviously, he's more to me as a uh, – a uh, six O lineman out there based off of that size. Yeah. But he's somebody who obviously can catch the ball. Well, they got him listed here at six seven two sixty nine. So yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So it's a little bit heavier. I gotta, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Um, Sorry. Um, but he, he, I think I want him on the Panthers because we got Hayden Hurst there to be the receiving guy. If we can get Darnell there it, it, to be this just massive beast of a man, seven seventy four according 774, to seven seventy four. So I decided that I, I got the seven right. You did. You got that one seven right. <laughs> that is, that's correct. Oh my gosh, it's already starting. But anyway, so I like Darnell Washington. But again, on the fantasy side of the spectrum, he's not somebody I'm super excited about just because he doesn't profile as a receiving tight end. I mean, maybe a red zone, red zone, red zone, red zone. Wow! Yeah, that's the same thing as the red zone, but <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, with, with a little <laughs> less spice, less spice. Yes. The red zone is like the thirty yard line. Yeah, the red zone <laughs> is when you get inside the twenty. 20 yeah, yeah exactly. okay. So he he does project more of a red zone type target who could potentially be a guy, but he's not going to be running seam routes. I don't think he it, ran a four six four. So I mean, that's that's yeah, pretty well, for that for size. Dude, yeah. yeah. I mean that's not terrible. So, but, but he, yeah, no, I, I like him a lot football wise. I mean, you know, if he if he goes to a team that needs a good tight end, I, I see him being a. I'm always on the lookout for a good tight end, <laughs> right? You know I, I think I think he's a good fit for you know somewhere like the Patriots or something like that where he's going to get you know the blocking and you know all that stuff because that's what he is. But I, I don't I don't necessarily see him transferring into fantasy too hot yet. It may change in the NFL. We've seen some of these, you know tight ends get turned around into near receivers you know we didn't expect but yeah and he's talented enough for that to happen so i mean i wouldn't if you can get him late and put him on your taxi squad you know i would mm-hmm. never shake it oh no never get mad at that at all i tell you who i'm going to be looking at in in dynasty drafts and this is somebody that i have done a little bit of research on is laporta the he's dude, my favorite yeah he's like, outside yeah. of you know like Musgrave and all that. Outside of Mayer, yeah. he he is or, my second. Sorry, he's Mayer, my yeah. second favorite because that's. I, I think if I was if I did rankings based off of the little bit of knowledge I have, I would probably make Laporta my number two. Most quote experts have him around five or six, mm-hmm. but I, I I like the fact that he a he played at Iowa, which is kind of a tight end university. Uh, look at the names that have come from there. I mean, Kittle came from there. Yeah. Um, um, the Dulcich. new Viking. Uh, oh no. Um, uh, uh, oh my god! It starts with an H. Yeah, <laughs> he played for the Lions. He played for the Lions. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson. There, there you is. go. Hawkinson. There these is. are these are both like I mean NFL ready tight yes. ends that have come in and just exploded. I mean Hawkinson's first year it wasn't until a little late, but he had some big. He, and yeah, he also got hurt his 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 rookie season, and the Lions apparently don't know how to use a tight end. It, and because he, he goes to Minnesota did, and dude is absolutely beast. Exactly. Beasting, he still did decent yeah, yeah. as a tight end and now athletic his athletic profile is, is amazing. So I mean these are two just and, Well kinda, the thing about Iowa is is Iowa's not what you would call a uh, a, a, a aerial offense. Yeah, they yeah, love yeah. to run the ball and somehow this guy So yeah, he was six, he's six foot four, two hundred forty nine pounds. He caught hundred and fifty three passes for one thousand seven hundred and eighty six yards and five touchdowns. So between twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, 
he caught over 1,200 of those yards. Yeah. You know, and so on a team that doesn't throw the ball a lot. A whole lot. When they did, they threw it to him. It was exactly. And so um, he's, he's, uh, you know, I think he's a great route runner. He just came across to me as just somebody who, uh, he, I feel like he, he, he knows what to do. Like he, you know, you want a tight end that knows how to read specifically. You want him to be able. You want everybody to be able to beat man. Mm-hmm. But your tight ends need to operate within a zone coverage, probably more so than just about anybody outside of maybe a, your slot receiver, because. Even in zones, a lot of times your outside guys are going to be picked up on man because yeah. they're going to be going downfield. But those guys that are in the middle of the field, they got to figure out where are the holes in the zone, where can I sit down, where are the, these safeties and these. They got to they got to be able to navigate these safeties and linebackers. And and I just think this guy is was one of those guys that can figure that out. Here, it's like if if Mayer is like a ten. To me, Laporta's like an eight and a half. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. I, uh, and with room to grow. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. that's my thing. If he ends up on the right team, he could be the 10 the, in right. what he's doing right now. I mean, he's one of those situational tight ends that he's got a lot of talent. And if he ends up somewhere that needs that pass catching, you know, tight end ability and everything, he could literally fantasy wise be above and beyond what we ever could have dreamed right. as long as the situation's right. You know, pending the draft and where everybody ends up and all that stuff. So so talk to me about Dalton Kincaid. I don't know a lot of um, – he's out of Utah, uh, six foot four, 242 pounds. He caught 175, 107 passes for 1,001 – okay, I'm going to reset. He caught 107 passes for 1,414 yards and 16 touchdowns over his career. So, you know, I'm just trying to – understand a lot of people have him at two and then they've got Laporta at five and, and what I saw I felt like Laporta was a better you know a notch above Kincaid so I, what did you see my thing with Kincaid I, I when they lined him up as a receiver he was absolute money it, it, as a like a Darren Waller-esque you know big for being such a smaller tight end, I would say right. He's not that big, big body, but he plays big. Yeah, he's tall, but he don't. Have, he's a little more slender. Yeah, so he play, he plays big, and when lined up as a receiver, he's amazing. I love everything about him. It, there's there's very little to pick apart. I mean, he's got good decision making. He can break tackles. He's he can go up and get the ball. All that stuff's a positive. But the negative for me was when they lined him up as a blocker, his his separation time wasn't quite what it should be you know like you see like these mark andrews and these travis kelsey's and george kittles they can get out right. there and block take a defender off push him back give yeah. the quarterback time and then get open and this guy's kind of that that separation time i think he's got a little more he needs a little more um time to Finesse. grow he, he's yeah. gonna have to have a little more Coaching. learning the book yeah, so he's and, got he's got you think he's probably got more up like a lot of upside he's got a lot of up, yeah yeah huge upside i don't think next year unless he lands somewhere that has no tight end i don't see him being hugely fantasy viable right. personally um but i think if he ends up somewhere that's willing to like nurse him and coach him and get him into it and everything He's he looked more like a receiver to me than right. he did a tight end. So you, if that makes uh, yeah, sense. I got you. I got so you. I mean, he's he's definitely fantasy viable, and he's he should always be in the top five. There should never be any. I had him somewhere between three and four. It would depend on how my draft worked out personally, but I really do think that you know he's definitely big quality. He's big right. talent. Well, talk to me. Uh, is there any um, honorable mentions, guys that we did not talk about in the tight end landscape? Because that's really all the guys. That I got. I know this is a quote deep tight end class. I know there's more guys down the board. Yeah. 
But are there any guys that you had time to look at that you're pretty excited about? Any quote sleepers or, or, or guys down there that you're going to be looking at specifically in your your fantasy drafts, depending on where they land? I'll just bring up two, and one of them you may even actually be able to get off of waivers after the year starts or whatever. But um, I like Cameron Latou. Um, he's a former. Is that sure how you say it? Latu. I don't uh, know how to say. It. I'm just, it's L right there. Uh, there it is. Cameron yeah. Latu. Yeah, Cameron out of Alabama. Let's see if if so. Um, and well, I can tell you, in 2022, he caught 25 passes for 323 yards and three scores. Um, he used to be an edge rusher, so he used to be a defensive end. He's six foot four, 242 pounds. Um, and so he's a big red zone target. He for set them. the Alabama tight end record for touchdowns in the season in the 2021 season. So that's that's he's, definitely something. That, he's uber talented at getting open, and he's got good hands. And all, coming off the block, he's one of those that like he reminds me of um, like uh, Zach Ertz okay. or not Zach Ertz, um, the other one, Dallas Goddard. Goddard yeah. You know the the big dude that can block and make you think he's holding off the defense, and then all of a sudden he's open right, in the back right, right. side of the end zone. Yeah, I mean he's he's just one of those guys that just always seems to be open in the red zone. So I don't know. He's he's a lot of people had him really deep, but I think he's he's he really is uber talented, and he could definitely pay dividends for you in a year or two, especially if he ends up at the right with the right team. Okay. Well, I like it. Well, there it is. Uh, unless you got any more tight ends you want to throw out there, I think that'll – No, I mean, Zach Koontz is one that a couple people are talking about, and I only well, let's like let's talk it about him for a minute then. I I, I just like him because he's, um, he's a big dude. He's got really good hands. 6'7", 255 pounds. So, yeah, yeah he's – as 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 they say here, a behemoth. Yeah, and he's got. And a, he ran a four five. He's got a really great time Holy for his size. Shit. He's another one. This dude can, is an athletic <laughs> freaking freak, bro. He's just, he's just one of those guys that a lot of people. He's aren't very raw. At. Yeah, he, he says he's raw. And he's and uh, he need he's not a good blocker. Yeah, he he needs but he needs work. But he ran I mean, a four five five forty. Had a forty inch vertical, a 10, 10, 8 broad jump. He had a four twelve shuttle time. It's when he hit six eight seven on the. Oh yeah, he's this he's dude's this dude's athletic profile is amazing. He's definitely raw. A lot of the yeah. video I watched and everything, you can see that I'm. I wouldn't put him in the top five or six, but I mean, if you can grab this guy in your fifth round and put him on your taxi squad, I I believe in a couple. He years, may have the most gonna, upside. He's yeah. gonna definitely yeah. make make if some I waves. Get, if I can get, especially some tight end premiums, if he's still around when I get into these, you know, oh, yeah. into the third, fourth rounds or whatever. Oh, man, tight end premium yeah. is he, yeah, he could definitely him, be money. I'll throw him on a taxi squad and see what he turns. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I like that. That's that's all I got, really, as far as what I went and, you know, dug deep on TN. Well, let's run into the quarterbacks. I think um, we'll we'll talk – we're going to talk about these first two guys together because I feel like – you're kind of in the same boat as me and then the rest of the the, the world yeah, yeah is yeah. that the top two guys Bryce Young CJ Stroud yep and then it is a drop from there it's, it's a pretty hefty drop yeah I mean really but yeah. now I, I I'm a uh I'm a Bryce Young guy so um CJ Stroud to me and I'll go ahead and well let me just give their stats real quick okay so obviously CJ Stroud six foot three 215 pounds played for Ohio State um, in his career, he threw for 8,023 yards, 85 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 69.3 percentage. He's not really a rusher. Now, uh, there's a little bit of caveat to these rushing yards for quarterbacks, um, in, in case you don't know. College is stupid in their, <laughs> the way they do their stats. They count the sacks that quarterbacks take against their rushing stats. Yeah, And so – 
Um, they have Stroud, 130 rushing yards, one touchdown. So he's not really a guy. Um, I I think he can, but I think I don't think he prefers. And I think Bryce is the same way. Bryce Young, you know, we've all if if you've been listening to any draft talk or any prospect talk, everyone talks about Bryce Young. He's he's not very tall. Five foot ten, 194 yards. I'm 194 yards. 194 pounds. But his their passing stats are are, are eerily similar, and they're both pretty much two year starters. I think Bryce started a little bit more um, in his first year than Stroud did. I think Stroud is pretty much a solid didn't play, didn't play, boom, two years or didn't play and then boom, two years as the full on starter. starter yeah. And I think Bryce was played a little bit, boom, two year starter. Um, but he threw for eight thousand three hundred and fifty six yards, eighty touchdowns, twelve interceptions. So they both threw for eighty or more touchdowns. They both threw for twelve interceptions. Bryce uh, was 65.8% completion percentage. He only rushed for 162 yards, seven touchdowns. But, again, those stats are weird because his last season he rushed for 185 yards, according to the stats, but his career is 162 Yeah, and I because they one, had negative because of sacks in, in he one He had year. one highlight where it was 47 yards on yeah. a touchdown, you know, like rushing yards. So, I mean, right. it, it's it's all over the place with that. Um, but um, So, I'll give my analysis uh, real quick on these two guys, and you can give yours. So, for me, uh, Bryce Young – I've said this, you know, in in a, one of my leagues. I said this. I think that Bryce Young is a quarterback savant. This guy, he's like a he's like a painter when it comes to playing the quarterback position. He knows the right read at the right time, where to go. He never panics. He has been he has been groomed from the time he could you know walk to be a quarterback. Um, he obviously has learned to play with his size in the toughest division in college football in the SEC. His O line this past season specifically was a little suspect. Was not what you would consider an Alabama O line. Yeah. His receiving wasn't top end this past season. Um, he he's a Heisman winner. Uh, he's just to me. I trust like he's one of those guys that you you I trust that he's going to put in the work. He's he's going to understand the work. He's he knows how to read protections. He knows how to read defenses. He knows where his receivers are going to be. He knows where to put the ball. He scrambles to pass. He gets outside of the pocket. He has learned how to work with that frame and that size. Um, the, the things that concern me, he plays on his tippy toes. If you watch film, he's standing up on his on the on, on the balls of his feet a lot of times. But this is the way he's always played. Um, so you know, I don't know how that'll work in in, in the NFL and how, and how it how it pans out. Kyler Murray, is yeah, similar in height and build. I mean, right. And so it, it, it and we've seen fantasy. He, and it, I, yeah, I, look, if he was six foot, if he was six foot two, I don't think anybody would argue. Would argue? He, oh, yeah, that would no, like this would, is the next great. He would be up there with the Trevor Lawrence's of yep. this is the next great quarterback prospect yep. coming out. Um, and so, uh, other, outside of that, he deals with pressure well. Um, he doesn't pay. The only other thing that is concerning to me is that if you look at uh, Pro Football Focus's stats, Bright, last year Bryce Young had over three seconds to throw the ball, mm. even though his O line wasn't the greatest. You're not going to get three seconds in the NFL. Yeah, that's still. But a we're going to find out, yeah. you know. But th- that still doesn't mean he can't do it in less than three. Oh, yeah, that just yeah. means he had that long. So we'll see how that plays out. But otherwise, I think he's the best quarterback in this draft class right now. The way it goes. Uh, here, I don't think he has the most upside. 
But I think that he's a guy the most ready to go out there and play, most ready to, to take the reins of a team and go out there and be competitive. And as a Panther fan, he's the guy I want them to take at the number one overall pick. I didn't want them to trade up that far. I wanted them to go for Richardson because, yeah. you know. And you could have got him at three or four. Right, so know, we'll, we'll talk about him there. later, but – I don't think Richardson – I don't want them to take Richardson at one. I want yeah. them to take a guy who's ready to go play now. Um, for my um, belief is C.J. Stroud – okay, C.J. Stroud had a great game against Georgia. We watched that game. They lost that game, but he had a great game. He read the defense well. He handled um, the pass rush well. He did everything he could. He, he was mobile enough to keep his team in that game and, and fight – Outside of that Georgia game, though, he was not very good at handling protection. Yeah. He, 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 you know, that was one of the biggest knocks on him. And so either he figured it all out in that game or he got in a zone in that game and, and, and he still has these issues. I am a little concerned with that. But, again, I, I, I think he's a, a very, very accurate passer. I think that he has a very good throwing arm. And, I, you know, the only other knock I have – other than I don't think he, he will handle protection as well as people think, is he had elite-level receivers his entire time at Ohio State. Yeah. And so talk to me about what you're looking at. These two guys, how you feel, where you are. A lot of similarities. I mean, they're they're both – I personally, I think they're both kind of put them in and see what happened kind of quarterbacks. Because we all know that college doesn't necessarily transpire into NFL ability. And I mean, we saw Trevor Lawrence that hasn't lost a game since high school and all of a sudden comes in and gets his ass handed to him well, he had, the whole first season. He had a fucking child as a head coach. Well, yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, you know, no, situations, yeah. NFL, there's one little thing can make everything go wrong. No, you're right. And I'm, Well, you look at, I mean, if you want to go back, Ryan Leaf coming out with Peyton Manning, there are people who are like, Ryan Leaf is the guy to take, and that guy could not handle it. Once you get that pressure, once you become an NFL quarterback and they and you're in that pressure cooker, yep. that's where Every, you really figure out what you're made of. It's all between the ears. Everything can change. So, And I mean, like 100%, like you said, with C.J. Stroud, every highlight you watch is one of two guys. I mean, it's, it's two big-time receivers that are just working out the magic, and it's to me, that's I kind of stray away from that a little bit because the receiver can make the quarterback look so great. Very well. And right. vice but, versa, but vice versa you, know, yeah. you can have the same thing. But when it comes to the red zone, to me, at least watching the video I did watch and went through and everything, red zone-wise, C.J. Stroud looked phenomenal every time in the red zone. Bryce Young occasionally, and it might very well – play back on you know not having the o-line that he needs or you know the time or whatever and maybe that was the one time that he only had one second instead of three it just seemed like the his decision making was amazing yeah but his like not accuracy but the the way the situation played out wasn't as well as what cj stroud has but but that could come right back to the receivers the only downfall i've had personally on Bryce Young is of course his size like everybody else but not I was more concerned with the way he handled like um even when he did when he did run it didn't seem like he was giving himself up as well and I'd I'd worry a little about injury just because well, you know when you transpire into NFL from college I mean not transpire transfer transfer I think transpire is um I don't know what it means. I don't know what it, it is. It's a word. It's, it's one of those words that word. you use to sound smart, but you yeah, don't always know what it means. I, I, I knew what I, what I was trying to say, but it, <laughs> but yeah, transfer into I, the NFL. I gotta look it up now. Yeah. Okay, Google. 
what is transpiring? No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, I just there was a lot of even just going through his highlights. A lot of the times, even though he was going for like the red zone or you know getting that first down and all stuff, you kind of don't want to see your quarterbacks. You know, you don't want to see them put their upper body towards the line. That's something that that occurred or happened. What what transpired? Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't. <laughs> so not trans. It might have occurred and happened to the NFL. Well, you're you're trying to see not, what's gonna transpire. Yeah, what 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 will, what, what will transpire? Not what has transpired. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I misspoke on that. But I I do well, think. Well, we are just average. Exactly. I do think as far as this class goes, these two are like arms over nearly the, everybody the else. Two. Yeah, right now, yes, for and, sure. And it would be more like to see you know what they do in the NFL. I just. I personally would probably trust Stroud a little bit more, just because like I, I his his red zone going off highlights of course. Yeah, yeah. And I went back and watched like one or two condensed games of each of them just to kind of see how they played through it. I picked games they they either lost or it was a close a close game because you know with college it's like ten thousand to one or a hundred to. 50 or 0 to 0. Yeah. There's there's very little in between. Well, if you're in the Big 12, it's it's, it's uh 78 to 76. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, so you want to pick the games where it was at least competitive so you can actually see your the quarterbacks actually, you know, competing all, but I mean, I just that would be my only real like I I like both of them. I think it's yeah, it would be I, a like, tough call to really pick one. Um, but I mean, if the opportunity comes where they can go, hey, look, you know, we'll give this guy up if you give us a little extra, yeah. and move down. That well, I hey, look, as a Panther fan, I mean, if they take C.J. Stroud, I'm not going to cry. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think Bryce Young. My thing with Bryce Young is, is if he was the same height as C.J. Stroud, it wouldn't even be close. Nobody would oh, even. Yeah, no. Nobody would even consider it would take taking a lot Stroud of, over Young. It would take a that lot of respect. that pressure off. I mean, the, the, so, the sight. If the, the only reason Stroud is above. Young is because he's four inches taller. Then that tells me that Young is the better quarterback. Stroud's yeah. just taller. Yeah, exactly. And so in that respect, I'm I'm more on Young because I believe that he, it, it, you know, not everybody can come in and play at that height and be successful. But the ones who did it were great. You know oh, what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. And and and, I, and I'm ready to I'm willing to take a chance on that greatness. So, but moving down to the next tier, the next two in that tier. Um, which I actually will put three in there because I think I put Hooker above Levis. Will Levis? Um, I, I just I'm not big on Will Levis. I think this dude is is if he was if he ended up being the number one overall pick, this guy would have a meltdown five minutes into his first season. And, or his he first wouldn't game. even expect yeah. being picked. Yeah, I think I the only thing that's going to save Will Levis's career is the fact that he's going to go to a team that he doesn't have to start for. Probably, and he's going to give him a chance to um, get humbled a bit. I matched Will Levis up against Sam Ellinger, is what I compared him to. Wow, that's pretty bad. Like a a college, (laughs) like big body, decent quarterback, but is never really going to make it in the NFL too much. That was yeah. I think Will Levis is not going to. I don't think he's going to be that dude. But I think that I think that Will Levis thinks he's that dude. Oh no, I Will Levis to me, I equate him to Johnny Manziel. As far as well, that's even worse than yeah, what it's I did. Not not size or anything else. Will Levis, just if you build a quarterback on a video game, it's Will Levis. Yeah, yeah I got you know, you. We'll, t- we'll go ahead and talk about it. Six foot three, two hundred twenty five yards, pounds. <laughs> Good lord, that guy's huge. Yeah, he's pretty good. 
Yeah, that fucker's over 600 feet tall. Uh, yeah, nobody will stop him then. Uh, right. Uh, he threw for th- 5,876 yards, 46 touchdowns, 25 interceptions, uh, 64.9% completion. He played at Kentucky, but he also played at Penn State. Um, he rushed for 742 yards and 17 touchdowns. This dude is very, um, you know, he, he, he has he's a tremendous athletic ability. Um I just my my thing is with Will Levis, the only issue I have is between his ears. Yeah. I just don't think this guy is gonna put in the work and do what needs to be done. Now, listen, people can change. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He can show up to camp, he can walk in and swagger and and get and it and get, shut him yeah, down. He can in get his quickness. He can get his dick knocked in the dirt yep. real quick and all of a sudden he can say, you know what? I better change my shit if I want to be successful in this league. Yeah. But I, you know, I so I that may all change. I mean, look, Ben Roethlisberger is a trash can as a person, and he was very successful as a, as as a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, um, I think that had a lot to do with coaching. Now, don't look, granted, I'm not, look. I don't want anybody to think I'm saying Will Levis is Ben Roethlisberger. Oh yeah, because yeah, no, I no. just think Will Levis is arrogant and cocky. I don't think he's a predatory piece of garbage yeah, like yeah, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. So let's we'll move on from that. But um, and so I, I just I I I hope the guy can get together because I, I don't want to root for anybody that's not a predatory piece of garbage yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to not succeed. So, uh, you know, I hope he gets it together and go out there and, and be successful. Um, and so, I, uh, you know, and then Anthony Richardson, here's the guy that I'm most intrigued with. Yeah. This is the guy I wanted the Panthers to take and it has nothing to do with the Cam Newton comparisons. It's because this is the most athletic quarterback to ever come out in the draft, mm-hmm. he's the fastest. He can jump the highest. He's six foot four, two hundred thirty-five pounds. He passed forever. He played for Florida, three thousand one hundred five yards, twenty-four touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. Only a fifty-four point seven percent passer, so his accuracy leaves a lot to be desired. Yep. He rushed for one thousand one hundred sixteen yards and twelve touchdowns. But he, if he can put it all together, he will dominate the NFL for years to come. Oh, yeah. He will absolutely dominate that league. He's he's bigger than Lamar, and he's as fast. He's as big as Cam, but faster. He's not as good as passer at Cam, and Cam was not that great of a passer, but right now Anthony Richardson is, isn't on Cam's level even coming out of college. Yeah. But here's who I, that's who I wanted the Panthers to take. If they stayed at nine originally when draft season first started, I was like, well, we can get him at nine – after the combine, there's no way you can get him at nine. Yeah, but I would have preferred maybe they traded up into the th- to six or five or, no, or something they, or... to to three at Arizona. Yeah. Let the top two take the top two, then you can take Richardson and feel good about it. But reportedly, Arizona wanted almost as much as what the Bears wanted for the one. Yeah, and so they're like, "Fuck yeah. it, we'll just pay a little bit more and go to one. We'll get the one, and then so, we get our option. We get our choice, no matter what. Yeah. So. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson is one of those. He's either going to be amazing. Or he's going to end up being a wide receiver, a tight end. Yeah, you know, um, this guy's athletic profile is through the roof. He will play in this league, I believe, as long as he doesn't do like other quarterbacks in the past, where they're like dead set on being a quarterback. If he comes out and blows ass at a quarterback, so like what Felipe Lopez or Felipe Franks? Franks. Yeah. Well, you know, you look like, at Tim I Tebow. Be a quarterback. Tim Tebow wanted to be a quarterback. I so want to be a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And then when he finally decided to be a tight end, he was almost fucking thirty. He was washed, after he tried yeah. to play baseball. You know, yeah, and it's like washed. it's, but you can be Eric Crouch, who came out of Nebraska as a quarterback and said, "You know what? I can't play quarterback in the NFL. I'll be a safety and have a 
a few years in the league as a safety. Make some money. Yeah. Um, this guy is is athletic enough. He can play just about anywhere he wants to play on the field outside of linemen. Yeah. Um, and, and probably be pretty good. So, you know, he's very intriguing to me. In dynasty and in fantasy, I would almost take him over all the other quarterbacks just because of what he could potentially be. It was, you know? As long as you have a, a solid a single QB or even a super flex, if you've got three starters that you can rely on, he's an easy set and forget because, like you said, even if he doesn't make it as a quarterback, he's going to be in the league. You're yeah. going to get tight end out of him. Well, if the Panthers get stupid and crazy and at one they take Richardson, yeah. he's my number one fantasy Super flex right then. Yeah. Easy. Just grab him. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. even over even he, even over um Bijan. Bijan. Yeah. I would take him over Bijan if the Panthers take him because you know, hey, he's gonna get at least a year two years to make it. Oh yeah. And and if they could turn him into something plus the, the coaching staff they have. Now I don't well, think that's gonna, gonna happen. Put him out there right. too, you know. So, I mean, so where they draft where he gets drafted will also determine where he ranks you know, for me as well. Oh yeah, no, I a hundred percent. Hundred percent agree with that. Well, talk to me about um, Levi's. I mean Levis. Um, here's my notes: extremely strong arm, very athletic, but doesn't give himself up, and isn't as accurate as I feel he could be. Right. I mean that's now in his defense in this last season, his O line was possibly the worst O line in college football. Yeah, and he played hurt most of the season. So yeah. I, you know, I have to mention all that to say but i just i don't know i don't like this dude yeah it's 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 not you know what i I will say this i do like his name yeah i think think he's got a he's got a really like crisp like eh, i mean his name is levi's and everybody says no it's levi's i ignore that levis is what i like (laughs) we're only talking about what i like here so but no i mean i i think i think he's gonna get drafted i think he'll be a backup i think he'll definitely get drafted he, he has the potential to maybe be a starter, but we see him for a year or two, and then it kind of fades away. I, yeah. I I don't see him long term being you know the guy anywhere really personally, but I mean, you know, like you said, people change. I mean, things could turn around. He get in the NFL. He may be the opposite of what we think, and yeah, he gets in the NFL. And he becomes the best quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I mean look, when when Herbert came out, everybody was like, Herbert's a project. Justin yeah. Herbert's a project. He's he's gonna he's gonna take at least a year or two. Yada yada yada. All of a sudden, he was forced into starting. Dude was money in the bank. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I, I mean, he's had his ups and downs, but you can look at Herbert and say this guy can play in the league. Well, I mean, it's you know, and so to Brock we don't Purdy. know, but I don't know that. Her- yeah, last well, year, Brock, I mean, well, not, I mean, not similar to Brock Purdy. Nobody even knew who the fuck he was. Well, <laughs> but you know, as far as coming into the league as a quarterback, yeah. and then all of a sudden. Being a quarterback, well, you're always going to have that. You're, you're definitely going to have those guys, the Brock that, Purdy's. Um, now, don't hear what I'm not saying. Before. I'm not saying Brock Purdy is Tom Brady. Yeah, but Tom Brady was a six round draft pick. So there's going to be guys yeah. that you, no one even knows who the Nobody fuck they sees are coming. Yeah, and yeah, all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, here yeah. they are. You know, exactly. So let's talk about Hendon Hooker real quick. Now, uh, we need to mention we we uh, we always bag on Stetson Bennett being 78. Yeah, um, Hendon Hooker's 76. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're both very old quarterbacks um, being drafted yeah, as a three year NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah Hendon Hooker's six foot four, 218 pounds. He passed for 8,974 yards because he played seven years in college. No, but he did play like four solid years. 8,974 yards, 80 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, he uh, 66.9% 
completion, but he rushed for over 2,000 yards, 2,079 yards and 25 touchdowns in his um, entire collegiate career. So the guy's got wheels. He can get out there and move. My problem with him, and I think it's kind of the same problem with yours, and I'll let you elaborate, is I feel like Hooker is a um, a, a system quarterback. Yep. That system was schemed to get guys open. He was throwing to wide open guys. He had a top end receiver, um, you know, and so he was very accurate, and he did what he did, and he may still be able to, but it's hard to judge when guys are that open because in the NFL, guys are not going to be that open. Exactly. And so can he fit it into tight windows? Can he anticipate throws? You know, those type of things. Now, those are a lot of the similar things that were said about Cam when he came out of Auburn because Auburn ran that spread, and they and they just put their fastest guys on the outside, and they got open, and people said, well, can Cam throw in a pro-style offense? Can he throw guys open? Yada, yada, yada. And so we'll see with Hooker if he can do that. Hooker is a better passer than what Cam was, um, I believe. So he may be okay. There, he's getting a lot of hype. He is moving into the first round in most people's mocks. Yeah. So he's he's also interesting to me. He's somebody that I would in, in a superflex I would definitely grab late. So tell me what you think about him. I I see a lot of everything you just said. I mean, from all the video I watched, if you watch his main highlight reel on YouTube, just as an example. Um, 60% of every one of his completed passes that were big yards, touchdowns, any of that stuff, were receivers with two, even three steps on the defender. Like, just just broadside of the barn kind of situations. He had this wide open receiver right. to throw to. I mean, and, it, and you you definitely don't get that in the NFL. Right. And I don't know. But at least he hit the wide open oh, receiver. He hit, yeah. he hit the wide open receiver. I mean, so to me, I mean, I feel personally he should have had a higher percentage at that with yeah, all his, true. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. with all his stuff, he should have been at 70-71. But, I mean, like, again, it's one of those where he's not somebody that's going to make a difference next year in fantasy. He's definitely somebody you're going to put in your taxi squad. If he gets called up, maybe he's a um, well, you know, but I mean, we say that he's definitely, yeah, he's, definitely he's he's most likely going to go to a team that has a quarterback. Minnesota may grab him. Yep. Minnesota reportedly is looking to maybe make some moves to go grab a a, a quarterback to put behind Kink. So, you know, we'll see. I just wouldn't draft him as a starter. Is no, all no, no, no. I saying. definitely wouldn't draft him high. But if I'm in the late definitely first in a super flex, yeah. you know, quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. Not a dime a dozen. Quarterbacks are a commodity. Yeah. And so you're going to – now in a single quarterback league, maybe fourth, fifth round in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, rookie Something draft. deep. If, yeah, take if a flyer on the guy. Him, yeah. Throw him in your taxi squad and see so, what happens. But, but he, yeah. he is – outside of Richardson, he is the most intriguing to me – and because I don't really know, you don't really know what he can do because he didn't have to do it. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. It's like it's like you you hold it against the guy, but you don't know if he can do it. But he you know? he might be. Yeah, yeah. It, this might just be. It might be easy ball for him. Yeah, and he could do. All he the may rest be able to it, throw into tight windows. He, he may be. Had to. He may be the best passer in tight windows. Dude just never had to He's do it. Never had to do yeah, it. Exactly, so he yeah. may surprise us all and, and and really just go out there and shock the world. So. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So, is there any other quarterbacks? Those are really the only four of note. There are other guys out there, but I, I think most of the other guys are really kind of thought to be, you know, backups, career backups, spot starter type yeah. dudes. So, I don't That's know. That's what I have. I mean, the only other names I got is um, Tanner McKee. McKee. Yep. And I, I really only have him because dude's got great ball control. 
like as far as like if he does run, he's real. He protects it real well right. and all that stuff. And but I literally wrote backup. He, yeah. he's not a he's not a starter to me. And then I got Clayton Toon, which yeah. I really like. I like his play, but I don't like it. the hard part for me is like I don't know where the the skill level with college, you know, goes up and down kind of deal. Uh, like, so he played for Houston. Um, I didn't have him wrote down, but he was. Um, Let's see. They're they're saying he's going to be a spot starter back up, but uh, yeah, means- he had over seventy five hundred yards, seventy touchdowns. He only threw roughly twenty picks. Um, he's a, they say he's a gunslinger. Um, so, and he's and he's and he's super athletic. I tell you who I like is the dude out of TCU. Who doesn't get a lot of run either. Um, TC Dorian Thompson Robinson. No, no, no. Oh. He was he was more highly touted. I don't think he's on any of these uh, lists, so that just tells you how far up the list. Jake Hayner. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I got his name written down for some weird reason too. So, who did he play for? Do you know? I have no idea. He's only six foot two oh eight though, so he's a yeah, no, he's a smaller dude. Um, the, yeah. Um, Max Dugan. I don't know why. Yeah. Dugan. Yeah. I know why you like him. Well, I like I, – I, you know, the the thing that I look for mostly, if I was a scout, and it's probably – I don't know if this is about – I look for how do people deal with pressure, not just pressure as far as being rushed out of the pocket, but pressure as in the game's on the line and you got to make the play. Yeah. You know, Max Dugan to me was a guy at, at TCU, it was, it was on him. Yeah. You know, it, every game, and they were trying to play – you know, they're a mid-major trying to get into the national championship. Everything's on this dude's shoulders. He's he's giving every ounce of himself every game to carry this team. That, for me, goes a long way. Plus, he's he's very, very athletic and a talented QB. So, he's – you know, if I was going to pick a sleeper, uh, Dark Horse is kind of the same way I felt about Zappy last year. You know, I don't really know these guys, but when I watch them play ball, I just see a guy – who he whatever it takes he yeah. doesn't care whatever it's if I've got to run the ball if I've got to hand the ball off if I've got to pass the ball hell if I've got to go out there and kick field goals whatever I got to do whatever coach game. says yep. I'm here to win the game and I'm here to here to do it um, and and so I just that's what I look for when I look at quarterbacks because I look for a guy who's a leader you know and I guess that's probably my biggest issue with Levis is I just don't see him as a true leader but. To me, Max Dugan is a guy who is – he is the epitome of what a leader is and a guy who's going to do whatever the coach demands or whatever the game demands. If he can't do it, he's going to damn well die trying. So just just so you got a little bit of the stats, um, 739 completions, 1,225 uh, attempts, so that's 60%, uh, 96, 18 passing yards – and 73 touchdowns. So he's a four-year starter, roughly. But he did have 28 <laughs> interceptions. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, Because, overall, he, like I said, he's a guy but, that's going to do. But rushing <laughs> attempts, he had he had 488 rushing attempts for 1,800 yards um, with 28 touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, this is all red zone rushing yeah. attempts. So. And he's also, he's a ginger. Yeah. So, I mean, they, those guys don't have souls. They're yeah, not right. out there to no, do anything except no. win. Right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I – I when I was watching earlier in the season again, not knowing a whole lot because I don't really look at prospects until the draft time. Yeah, 
I thought Max Dugan was like a top five type prospect. I'm like, it, I was like, that's who I want in the Panthers right there. That's who I want in the Panthers draft. I watch this guy play, and I'm like, that's who I want. And then I come to find out this guy's like a projected fourth or fifth round pick, and I'm like, what the hell? And, and honestly, we all as fantasy owners, we're all looking for that next name yeah. that we can rename our team. And Dugan's not a no, that's a not good a one. bad name. That's a good one. I mean, that's a one to work yeah. with. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. There's a team. If I get uh, Bryce Young, my team's going to be forever young. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just saying, we're, we're all looking for that next one that helps us, you know, to get that creative name. Because none of us want these, uh, you know, the everyday average fantasy names. No. We don't want to be touchdown I mean, you, my pants. Well, I mean, or, no, no, you drafted, uh, you drafted a running back, just the Funk. Oh, the Funk, Jake yeah, Funk. Jake you, Funk. You drafted Jake Funk just so you could have a team name. I did. But I then did. you needed a roster spot and you had to get rid of him. I did. I had to drop him pretty quick. I can't remember it, what it you didn't named work out your really team. Well, but, but, I mean, you know, we all look for that. that it makes it fun and interesting, and that's what it's all about, you know. That yeah. average laugh and that average win. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. Well, next week um, we're gonna we're gonna move into the wide receivers and running backs. We're gonna try to get it done in one show, but you can see here where we ran over an hour and we only broke down five five or six tight ends and five or six quarterbacks. Right. So we have a tendency to run our suck holes. We may have to do one for running backs and one for yeah. wide receivers. But either way, we're gonna both done before the draft next week because we know how important it is. For all five of you out there listening, to get that information before the NFL draft, so you know what to look for. There's probably three, eight <laughs> of them more than that. So yeah. And then after the NFL draft, then we'll look at where these guys went. And we'll analyze that. You know, we just we'll said here, strategize. Yeah, we'll talk about it again. So, and like I said, if, uh, if if any of the other guys show up, then we'll put them on a mic. And if not, it'll just be the two of us. You know, just the two of us. We can make it if we try. So, uh, like I said, if, if anything we do or say helps you get to that average place in your leagues, and we've done our job, because if you finish average. You didn't finish last, nope. and uh, that means that means kind of means you're winning. So right. <laughs> so we hope you guys we get out there, and we'll talk to you next week. Later.